Hey guys, Hilda Flores here, the producer of the Stanislaus Queercast. So before we start our show, I would like to make some announcements um, about two fundraisers. So on Monday, Love Evolution is holding an ice cream fundraiser at Coldstone Creamery in the Target Shopping Center from 11 to 1. So show up, get some ice cream, and let the cashier know that you're there with Love Evolution. Uh, for the second fundraiser, it's a snow cone fundraiser on Wednesday, April 19th at noon. Buy a snow cone and support Rainbow Prom during Pride Fest. Be aware that this is a cash only event. All right, so let's get back to the show. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our latest edition of Stanislaus Queercast. My name is Steph Landeros. I am a fourth year sociology major here at CSU Stanislaus, and my PGPs are they and them. Hi, I'm Jesus Alvarado. I am a junior, and I'm majoring in Spanish with double minors in journalism and ethnic studies. My PGPs are he, his, him. Now, as we started out last week, we started out doing announcements, so I'd like to go ahead and do that once more, um, only because we have a few, not few, I think we have a handful of great announcements this week. We do. Um, so next week, if you haven't heard, is Pride Fest, which I think they're now calling the Pride Stride, which is happening on the 19th through the 21st. I encourage everyone to attend. If you haven't picked up the latest edition of The Signal, I encourage you to pick that up as well. The Pride Fest activity schedule is located on the centerfold on page number eight of The Signal edition. Um, anything you'd like to add to the Pride Fest activities stuff? Just okay. that they look all fun. I know I will be there for all three of them, hopefully. So if I put you in drag, will you go and represent um, the signal in the student drag show competition student on the 20th? Drag show. When is this? Is this on a Thursday? Yeah, is this Thursday the 20th? Well, I lied because I will not make that then because I have a night class. I'm sure Dr. Stevens wouldn't mind. We can ask her. You know what? We I think we should ask her. ask her. I can put you in drag. <laughs> we'll think, we'll think about it. I've never done drag, but I mean, there's always a first time, right? You can be a bearded lady. <laughs> I don't think that, that would be all that terrible. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, the 19th through the 21st is Pride Fest activities. I encourage everyone to be out there. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one other really big announcement that I probably should have started this off with is that Stanislaus Queercast podcast will now be moved over to KCSS Podcast. They're both located on SoundCloud. So all you would have to go up and do is look for KCSS Podcast on SoundCloud. And on there, go ahead and look at their profile, and you'll see a whole playlist of Stanislaus Queercast Podcast. The reason we're doing this is because, you know what, Stanislaus Queercast people, we don't really have a budget. So (laughs) we're balling on the budget and mooching off of KCSS because they're our friends and they love us, so they're willing to help us out there. So thank you, KCSS, for helping us out with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really the most important one. Oh, oh, how could I forget? Rainbow Prom is happening May 5th. It's the sixth annual Rainbow Prom. Um, Love Evolution is putting it on. Their theme this year is Gods and Goddesses. I think that's pretty dope. Um, There really is no restrictions to Rainbow Prom. You can come as is. You can dress up in your best prom getup, or you can dress as a god or goddess, and we won't care. Mm You'll be allowed in. Um, for those of you ha- who have never been to Rainbow Prom, it's 
one hell of a night, let me tell you that. Um, we usually have a drag show before we actually start the actual dancing of the prom activities. So our drag show will be kick-ass this year because we'll have a we'll have two new people joining us this year. Um, we'll have, as always, Azula Rose, who is amazing. She does a great Adele impersonation. She really does. I love it. Um, I'm not sure if she's going to do it this year, but mm. I know she th- has done it in the past at Rainbow Prom, and it's amazing. Okay, and then we have Jean Genie, who is... My favorite. David Bowie. <laughs> yes. Um, if you have never met David Bowie, this is your once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Come see Jean Genie mm. at Rainbow Prom. Um, and then we have Miss Charm. Miss Charm... Oh my god, this woman, she is so oh my god, it's, it's so spectacular watching her perform mm-hmm. cuz she'll just pull random crap out of anywhere and like make <laughs> it so amazing. Like one time she came out dressed in a bunch of eyes. Oh, right. <laughs> like, do you yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. like the like hat that had like mm-hmm. googly eyes and like her whole dress I had like it. googly eyes and stuff? Like <laughs> this woman is great. She's like uh, extravagant Very like th- she's so creative. Mm-hmm. Like we have two new get two new two new performers. Two um, please come out, join Love Evolution as we celebrate the end of the year. Um, oh, and then last week, I remember we talked about Stanford Trans. We announced that. So today in the studio, we actually have some of the organizers who put on Stanford Trans. Yay. So would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello, my name's Hayden Pratt, and I'm with Our Revolution Turlock, and I was one of the main organizers for Stanford Trans. My name is Carrie Ann Castillo, and I'm also from Our Revolution Turlock, and I was another um, main organizer of the event, but I have to say this is all the idea and um, leadership of Hayden Pratt. Would you mind sharing your preferred gender pronouns with us? Well, my gender identity is... I don't know what it is quite yet. That's it's it's, okay. it's no a worries. journey, but I I just right now I go by he him. Okay. Cuz I present as male. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm closer to gender fluid, gender nonconforming. I, I feel it. <laughs> I get it. It's, <laughs> it's it's something that is confusing. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's okay. It is okay. Um mine are uh, she her. I am an ally. Great. Awesome. awesome. Um, so, for this Stand for Trans Rights March, um, we had two of my top um, writers um, basically attend this march and write an article about you guys. And I read the whole article, and I must say that they did a really good job. Not, I'm not saying this just because they're my writers, but legit, if you, I don't know if you guys had the chance to like read the article, but the article in itself is like a narrative. Like, you can they feel really the They really captured emotion. the spirit. Right. They captured <laughs> yes. the feeling of the event. And then the whole, like, it, 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 it starts off, like, very dramatic, like, stating how the rain was present and then how it was silent for a moment because you guys were honoring the 18 um, deaths of transgender individuals. It was actually um, eight deaths. Oh, eight. Um, it was harder to hear because of the rain. The rain kind of um, was like another um, guest <laughs> at right. the protest. And so everything we did, we had to kind of alter at least um, a little bit or a lot mm-hmm. to um, account for the rain. Um, so there have been eight, um, specifically eight trans women um, mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. murdered. So um, we wanted to call attention to that because right. it's it's not just trans women, they're women of color. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, specifically they have been murdered. Right. So, um, you know, we're, 
we're still in the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. and that's happened already. Um, we also were honoring um, Gilbert Baker, mm-hmm. the creator of the Rainbow Flag, because mm-hmm. he, passed, he away passed away in March. Yeah. yeah. I did hear about that, which is really sad. Uh, but going back to the article, um, like I said, like at the beginning, it says that you guys were honoring these transgender deaths, and then, you know, it was a moment of silence, but then the rain in itself and then the cars passing by like broke out that silence it was beautiful right so like everything that's written in this article i can literally like imagine it in my mind and especially with the with the pictures accompanying the text i can just imagine everything so vividly like i think the article in itself is really beautiful but um aside from the article like how was it being there i mean i couldn't go because i it was a mandatory working day for me yes yes tell us about that well, it was it was amazing to see all the love and support for the transgender community and very surprised in a town like Turlock we mm-hmm. didn't get any kind of protest all we got out there was love that's good and uh, you know when i planned this march i thought oh we might get 10 15 people and then and we thought that was great <laughs> yeah we were like let's do it <laughs> yeah and then the idea for the GoFundMe started, and we raised $1,500, and then all these people started RSVPing, so it completely went beyond my expectations. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, then we got the flags out mm-hmm. there that we carried it in front. It was, it was just a, a very proud moment in my life to have been a part of that. So could you give us a little bit of context of how you went about um, planning it? So yeah. what, what, what inspired you? What gave you this idea of organizing this protest protest march this act of activism this demonstration yeah. mm-hmm. in such a small little conservative town for the most part <laughs> Sherlock. yeah well i have a few tran- friends who are within the transgender community and you know are as I, as i state in the uh, news article i use the term loosely our president yeah dialed back on protections for trans students and i said you know why is this an argument it's a bathroom it's a it's a bodily function why does there have to be such a fight over it enough is enough i said well you know what i'm gonna stand up who's with me mm-hmm. and so i started talking with my friends with in our revolution turlock and that's kind of how that came about hayden is a very passionate person and in the meeting um we were talking about, you know, all the direction we were going to go um, after this election because there's so many things that need attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hayden was like, this is my idea. And he spoke about it very passionately. Mm-hmm. And um, we already have our hands full um, with so many things. But when he brought it up, we were like, yeah, you're right. We need to do this because this is of the vulnerable communities, this is an especially vulnerable community. And um, we need to show them that there are people who support them. I liked how in the article, um, somebody from the crowd said, um, this is quoting the newspaper, it says, had Hillary or mm-hmm. had Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders won, people would have gone back to sleep. Yeah. The fact that Trump won has mobilized everybody. They're coming out across the country. Uh, our friend Mike said that um, <laughs> Mike Mike Bowden has a lot of very strong opinions, and he is 
absolutely not afraid to say them whenever and wherever. Mm -hmm. um, he was one of the lead organizers for the Bernie campaign in Modesto. Um, I would like to say that in Turlock, it was my husband, <laughs> Anthony Castillo, doing all the work in Turlock. But Mike's been a great friend of ours. And um, I wish <laughs> there was something I could do to have to go back in time and have him not be our president to have Trump, you know, anything, you know, I could do, but I can't. And yeah, yeah. Um, while I don't think in any way it's good that he ran, uh, one, I think that we need to take the good in that that we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, and it really did light a fire. I think there's a lot of truth in that statement. There is. And I think I commented this about with you last time. Mm -hmm. had we not I don't had... know if there is, because I think Bernie Sanders did a very good job at waking people mm -hmm. up. Yes, Trump is there, and it's a big statement that there's a threat on our doorstep, but why should there have to be? I mean, Bernie was an option. Yeah. So uh, full, full, <laughs> full disclosure, Hayden was also a part of our group, our campaign for Bernie Sanders. So that's one of the reasons why Hayden's so passionate about that. That's how I, we met. Yeah, I was also an avid Bernie supporter. <laughs> like I, I've never seen you. And is still in love with the man. Like I love him. He's great. You he love Grandpa Bernie. Yes, he touched yes. my hand and wouldn't let go, and the <gasps> Secret Service yanked it out, <laughs> yanked my hand from him. I have a friend who, who reached out and touched him as he walked by, and we thought that was spectacular. So yeah, yeah. yeah. like he he went up on he, that. He grabbed my hand and he wasn't and letting rainbow. go, and my rainbow bracelet, yes, which happened broke. to broke, to break. <laughs> During spring um, break. And I remember telling my partner Crystal, I was like, Crystal. Like he grabbed my hand and he's like, it felt like it felt like he was telling me like, I got you stuff. Oh, I got so you. Cute. Like I have the the video on Instagram and everything. Oh my but, gosh. I but I I I agree partly with this statement and also with Hayden that Bernie did do a great job mm -hmm. of waking people up and mm -hmm. letting people know like this yeah. shit is wrong. Like mm -hmm. we need to see that there's also problems within our own party yes. that we need to oh, address. Absolutely. Yes. Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but I think the other thing that I see truth in this is that um, a lot of people when Obama was elected, they just were like, okay, we have a, a, a black president. So, right. uh, Right. We're just gonna once sit once back the push and, of getting him yeah. elected was over, yeah, it was really like we don't even have to think about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. we have to relax now. Right, and I think maybe that's where um, his name is Mike. I think that's mm -hmm. probably where mm -hmm. where he was coming from, mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. already experienced that with President Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and so I I don't doubt that, that probably would have had an effect. Yeah, have happened. Yeah. yeah, and I think um something that relates to this comment is that in my journalism classes we're always saying we're always emphasizing the fact that like during the eight years of the obama administration the best years right <laughs> um we, as like me as a journalist like we always discuss like journalists were just like being i guess quote unquote lazy not really lazy yeah. but they got too comfortable with him you know like he was not hiding as many things right i mean there are it's cases where he wasn't to do your due diligence when you're very friendly. Exactly, yeah. And so now that we're, we're over the right. Obama administration and now um, the Trump White House is actually having journalists like do investigative reporting, yeah. something that yeah. rarely occurred um, during the Obama administration just because like the White House was so transparent. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent, right? To a certain extent, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there, It was... Um, so many great things about it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't. <laughs> and and I feel like no one uh, was really in that space of being like, 
we should rock this boat because everyone was just so thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. So that was definitely a situation that um, is not the case anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> But at least we're woke, right? <laughs> woke af. Woke af. Awake in a nightmare. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I look at the news and I'm like, is this, this is, this is really happening. How, it's like, how, how, really how is just, this happening? Like, how is it? Am I smoking crackers? Is this really <laughs> like happening? Every day, right? Is this a hallucination? Right. What I the hell right. is happening? If I, if I had a wish, I would wish for the notifications to stop. Like, every minute there's <laughs> yeah. a notification, and for every like, minute that notification comes in, I get a mini heart attack. Yeah, I'm just so like, like, now what? He yes. fucked up again. Like that one oh. skit on Saturday Night Live, I want to go one day without a CNN alert that scares the <laughs> hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I actually had some friends who, who, like, really honestly told me, you need to turn that off for a while for your own well-being. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. I, I personally had to do that. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to NPR every morning. Constantly. Every morning. Constantly. Um, and then after the election, I still listened to it, but then it started getting to me, and so I had yeah. to just turn it off. Like, I could I not. had to turn it off also because I would have it in the car with my children, mm-hmm. and I did not want to, I didn't, you know, my daughter's eight now, mm-hmm. and so she's becoming very aware, and she's been in all of our political activism stuff with us mm-hmm. um, for a long time. And she's amazing, let me just say that. You. <laughs> um, but I didn't want to hear the stories. I didn't want her to hear the stories of how he is treating women. Yeah. I didn't want to hear yeah. him pretty much every day was like a litany of human rights abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, especially like right after the inauguration, I was just like, I don't even want her to hear his fucking voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, it's you a podcast. Sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just felt like I don't even want her to. I thought like, you said you listened to this. Do you do not listen? Do you I not do listen, listen to, to me this. saying fuck I, I every did. other word? That's like my favorite. I, word, I did, honestly. but like you, but you guys are like you know, it's it's your show. You can do that. Like, um, I'm just a guest. No, I don't know if I okay. can say fuck yet. Yeah. Yeah. But just his voice. I didn't even want her to, like, have to endure his voice yeah. saying anything. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I was, I mean, obviously I'm always against this man. Like, I freaking hate him. But oh, for Inauguration yeah. Day, like, I, I actually did watch the whole thing. Did you? Yeah. Last time I saw I Oba- the Obamas. We protested. Yeah. We had a very interesting Inauguration Day. We we protested and almost got hit by a car. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you talk Purposely. about Purposely. Did you talk about that? Okay, so um, this <laughs> this uh, before the event, um, our protest, our Trump protest event um, on Facebook was public, mm-hmm. and so um, a couple of men, uh, local guys, got a hold of it. You know, saw this and were um, like like harassing us on the posts like mm-hmm. the day before. Um, and one of them did threaten um, to run us over with his car. Wow. And, um, but most of the things that they were saying were, you know, they were trolling, they were um, trying to harass us, but they weren't even, like, particularly clever. Mm-hmm. So my husband... As many are. Right? <laughs> really right? clever. <laughs> so my, my husband and I everything. had kind of, like, a fun time, like, replying back to them a little bit. And I mean, it's like fish in a barrel, right? They're so mm. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but um, and one of the the guys, like, he didn't even bother to like make a new Facebook profile. 
So it was like his actual Facebook profile. Oh, wow. So it had like his place of work and like everything on there. Nice. And, and <laughs> at, at one point he was like threatening us. And I said, and I responded in the comment, how would your, and then I said his place of work, feel about this? And then he like DM'd me immediately and was like, oh my God, I was just joking. I am so sorry. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, that is really not cool of you. That, <laughs> that is so not cool. And I was like, honey, you don't even know how not cool I am. <laughs> I haven't even gotten started being that cool. <laughs> So he completely changed his tone, um, even in like the public comments after that. Perfect. Yeah, but um, so after that, um, we were marching, and this was one of our first um, demonstrations because before we had been primarily focused on campaigning, which is completely Mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. You know, we had done a couple of protest things before, but not organized as a group like this. Mm So um, we were marching up and down Gear Road with signs and uh, chants and stuff with, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 people. It wasn't hugely attended because it was the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, probably people also didn't want to get like nearly hit by cars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give them that idea. So there are lots of driveways on Gear. And so uh, the truck, when we were crossing one of those driveways into a business, the truck like went through us and then like backed up and um at first I was just so surprised I didn't get what was going on I thought oh we somehow walked into this guy's way I'm so sorry and then um we realized like well I then I realized everybody else knew then I realized what was happening and he followed us for a while in his car uh, in his truck it's a Mm -hmm. white work truck and, and he removed his plates he as removed well. his license plates i have oh, photos wow. yeah and he was he was videoing me specifically because he kept pointing at me specifically right. yeah so you from the comments i know right <laughs> yes. it was you it was me it was me the disabled woman with the baby threatening your yeah precious masculinity oh my god so, <laughs> so, yeah, fragile. so precious so precious put it in a styrofoam <laughs> box it's white <laughs> so that was a fun day so given your experience, <clears throat> excuse me, given your experience with uh, that march and protest demonstration, how did you feel going into this one? That experience definitely informed everything about um, the march because when you're organizing a march like that for the public, not just for members of your own protest group, but for the public, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility to keep everybody as safe. Mm-hmm. is possible mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you need to do everything you can to keep them safe so uh we made the route was safe because um there wasn't class that day at Stanislaw there were very few opportunities um there were like two driveway entrances and then one the main entrance with the light mm-hmm. and we talked about extensively how we were going to handle those um we talked about how we were going to respond to um negative um reactions from the public mm-hmm. and we worked um we had a lot of communication with Sherlock Police Department and University Police. So um, University Police is very good to us. They, they provided us very security well. for us, That's and um, thankfully they got to be bored all day. <laughs> that was great. That yeah. was really nice. Uh, I think his name is Sergeant Andy Roy. He's really good over Thank there. Thank you, Sergeant Andy Roy. That was great. He's he's yeah. great. He's a great guy. That's yeah. good that we have like UPD's support for yes. these things. Because it's not the first time that I hear that they're very supportive of stuff like this. I remember last semester after, um, not inauguration, um, election. Yeah, after election. The whole protest that happened, they were like, I heard, right? They were very supportive and they were just there to like keep everyone safe. 
Yeah. So that's really good that our own campus community is supportive of these things. Um, I should say that Sherlock Police Department was um, present at our um, Trump protest. Oh. Uh, we didn't think to organize with them first because we didn't think our safety was in danger, you know, like because normally when people comment on the Internet, they're cowards. Mm. They don't actually come out. Um, but they were they were a presence and um, we all felt good about that. It wasn't. They, they didn't pre- present themselves as being on our side, mm-hmm. but they didn't present themselves as a threat. Mm-hmm. And um, they did kind of detain some cars mm-hmm. in an area right before we went through. And they, like, physically blocked their that person's car in with their um, cruisers. So we feel like they were on it, mm-hmm. even though we didn't do our due diligence and think, oh, we should let them know we're going to do this, <laughs> you know? We were just inexperienced, mm-hmm. but... Um, I, I thank them online and everything. They were really great. That's good. So um, speaking of online posting and stuff, so I also was unable to attend the <coughs> protest march because I was in, a, in Portland for a conference that was planned three months ago, four months, last semester. Last it was semester, basically. planned a long time ago, so <laughs> I had already planned to go there. And I was watching your live video feed, and so I really appreciated that Facebook has live video feed, so yes. I could watch we it. We love that, too. So that was great. I could experience it from Portland that way. Um, um, one of my best friends is disabled, and the only way um, she can participate in things like this is through, like, live streams and stuff. So I, you know, I see that in a whole new way now. Mm-hmm. It's really accessible Important for the way. community. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, not many people can get right. out there. Yeah. Right. And so um, as I was... Looking at that, I went back to it uh, today, not today, uh, last night, and I saw that there was, like, some comments on there. There were a couple comments. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought they were kind of like, what? Like, like what? Right. What? I was like, somebody said that's lame, or like some. No, other they just person. said they just said lame. Lame. So yeah. yeah, yeah, lame. They didn't even yeah. say anything else. Yeah, and so then, I responded to that. Yeah. And then uh, there was think, this one lady. She she said, "Oh, it's just a bunch yeah, of that's kids what I was about to say. protesting." I don't care. Well, they just if want you don't care, why are you here? Right. Right. Like, <laughs> but she was like, "They just want attention." It's like, "Oh, you mean like people who we don't know randomly yeah. commenting?" I totally saw your comment back at I, her. I was like. I just wanted to send that Kermit the Frog (laughs) meme to her, but that's none of my business. Yeah. Or there was another one that was just like, again, what was the purpose of this? Like, literally, that's how I read it with that sassy voice. Yeah. 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 And so with that comment, that takes me back to last semester's event where Mm. we organized on campus. There was a lot of those comments actually Mm. on that event page. Um, Students from the campus. Oh, my gosh, from students. From from students. Um, I'm not going to say any names, obviously. But they were from students saying, what's the purpose of this? Like, what's the point? Like, why do you care like why does they have to ask is the point yeah right Mm -hmm. you aren't clearly understanding why this is an important issue Mm -hmm. come get schooled because you shouldn't have to ask that question Mm -hmm. yeah and what's the point of the march people are being denied basic human rights that's the point people are dying because Mm -hmm. of the gender they identify with that's the point Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. yep exactly Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. indeed I think some of those negative comments specifically may have also come from a group of people that we made mad previously because mm-hmm. we're kind of on the radar for some people. But the way I look at it is if white supremacists hate you, you're doing something right. Yeah, that's that true. is true. That's, true. that's so. a really good comment. 
<clears throat> and so I know that earlier, right now, you said that you guys were only expecting, and I think it also says that in the article, you guys were only expecting between 10 to 20 participants. Mm -hmm. But in reality, over 100 people attended this march. We expected to pretty much know everybody <laughs> who was going to be there. Right. <laughs> it's our same network that we've been doing events with. So, like, when, once you sorry, go ahead. A friend of ours who was doing, who was at the signing table, she said, oh, people from San Francisco came. They, she said fantastic. one person from Seattle came to nice. this, <laughs> which very much surprised That's me. That's awesome. That really I nice. didn't know someone from Seattle came. Me we either. did pay for <laughs> Facebook advertising in the Bay Area, and I um, spread the word with some of the people um, I know who mm. live in the Bay Area, and I, I gave them flyers, dude, to just, like, just literally put this anywhere. <laughs> and someone in the Bay Area who yeah. would be interested would see it, like, literally anywhere you want. But, yeah. yeah. And so what were your guys' initial, I don't know, thoughts or feelings when you because I'm assuming once you guys got to stand, you guys were with the mentality like, oh, 10 to 20 people will only come well, and join us. we knew before we got to Stanislaw that it would be bigger. We knew during uh, the, the planning process. When I thought it would only be 10 to 20 people is like at the beginning of March when we first started planning it. Right. Like the, the weeks before in our fa in the Facebook event grew, we had an idea maybe like 80, 100 mm -hmm. people right. at that point. Yeah. But it was like really early when I expected just people we right. know to show right. up. Right. Um, and I, I'd like to give a lot of credit to my husband for that because mm -hmm. he really, um, we, one of the thing about, great things about the Bernie campaign is that we met so many amazing, amazing people mm -hmm. and we have created networks with a lot of other local groups and not just in Turlock, all up and down the valley. And he was able to um, network with a lot of those different groups mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if he had the just thought hey I should put up a GoFundMe or if people said is there a way I can donate but he got the GoFundMe um, set up initially we thought you know we're gonna have to pay for um, some permits and maybe a little bit of advertising in the flyers mm -hmm. but then we were like we want to do shirts so people again the safety issue we really wanted to stand out in yeah. case anybody needed anything mm -hmm. um, we would be really visible. So we wanted shirts, and then we were like, let's get swag. <laughs> we want swag. And, mm -hmm. then we're, and then I think you said, let's get flags. Yeah. <laughs> we want to look nice. So the GoFundMe <laughs> made that possible. If you're going to do it, go big or go home. That's mm -hmm. right. That is good. Um, and so now you um, mentioned the GoFundMe account. So the GoFundMe account, um, correct me if I'm wrong, served, as you said, for merchandise. Mm -hmm. For your march? It, well, yeah, but we, so on the GoFundMe, we ended, I don't think we had to pay for any permits, or did we? Anthony did that. Th I don't that, remember. that was Anthony's department. So, um, but we did, um, we did beautiful full color flyers on, mm -hmm. on nice paper, not just printer paper, mm -hmm. um, which we thought was important because we wanted to kind of do that when people saw it kind of that appeal to authority almost where they're mm -hmm. like oh hey people are putting time into this this is not going to be this is going to be like a thing we can be proud of yeah. that's what we mm -hmm. wanted we mm -hmm. wanted people to have that pride and look at this is going to be a good event you know this people put time into this yeah. um, and we bought buttons and we bought these rainbow um, colored um, name tags because we wanted people to put their names and their pronouns and um because we didn't want anybody me being misgendered. Right, right. right. And um, tablecloths mm -hmm. and um, 
our shirts and the flag buttons. Let me just interrupt for a second. Mm -hmm. Carrie Ann designed the shirts, and I I have to give her credit for it. She did an amazing job on the Stanford Trans shirts. It was a labor of love. A very, um, a labor of love, because I like using Photoshop anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Um, And it also states in the article that the remaining of the GoFundMe account, the remaining funds within the account will be going to a local LGBTQ plus organization. Yes, we, uh, in a group, we we decided we're going to donate it to Rainbow Prom. And I think. We're so honored to help. I think. Our extra proceeds are around $330. 340 I got kind of a last-minute donation. Woo! That's that why there's fantastic. two envelopes. We That's could not amazing. be happier to support mm-hmm. Rainbow Prom because everybody should deserve, has should have the chance to bring whoever they want. I went to Rainbow Prom first in probably 2013, and it, it, it was one of those things, oh, there's other people like me in this area, and it's, it's an event I, l- I love. So... It's something. Oh, I can come here and and be my be myself, and mm-hmm. it, it's an event. I'm glad we're donating to it. I love going to Rainbow Prom. That is fantastic. I attended once before too, and it was just fun. It was. Lit. It was just fun. <laughs> it was lit. And one of the great one of the great parts about it is, um, you know, the whole time you're there, you're not. This is gonna sound so weird. You're not scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, why would I say that? I'm an ally because. Men are scary, okay? <laughs> you go to places and there's dancing and stuff. Like, um, like you know, when we go out dancing, um, there'd always be like, I don't know, there's always some, you know, that 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 kind of like the dark side is someone going to spike your drink. Uh, uh-huh. Like a creeper. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. is, are you going to get harassed? Or are people going to follow you, you know? And that was, is one of the things that like, I really like relish about these events mm-hmm. because there's just that, that spirit of having fun and no one has to be terrified. That is true. Yeah, well, I think on behalf Which, of Love Evolution, I'd like to say thank you for your yes, donations. Definitely. We are honored any, to help. Oh, you are donations. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that helps us out a lot. Thank yeah. you. And, and let me just say, as someone who's attended Rainbow Prom, they have, um, they the drag performers they have there are amazing. I love watching the drag shows. Mm-hmm. Always tip your performer. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we always try to get, like, uh, students involved uh, as drag performers. We always try to get local queens to perform. We always try to get local people to perform. Because I think people need to... I also think that's another benefit of Rainbow Prom. Because not many people realize that there's a drag community in this area. Right. And, and, it, and it drag normalizes is... it. You know? You see, like, oh, this is just a fun thing. It's not you know, sensationalized in any yeah. way, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're seeing, oh, th- these are just awesome people having fun, you know, it's not exoticized in like a movie or, yeah, because <laughs> that was previously, that was my, you know, growing up in Turlock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the first couple times I came to Rainbow Prom, I came in drag. You I didn't do <laughs> any of the work myself. <laughs> That's you why. Just, you just supplied the beauty. <laughs> but drag is something that I, I want to do. In the future, when I'm able to, I'm broke right now. But that, that's that's a path I kind of want to want to go down. I, I started watching Drag Race probably in junior high, and I said, you know what, I want to do that. Yes, Drag Race is amazing. 
I think that drag should be more available to people who aren't mm-hmm. 21 and over because, mm-hmm. you know, most mm-hmm. of the time when you dra- there's drag shows, it's always in bars. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's 21 and over spaces. Right. And so I think that inviting drag performers to community events like Rainbow Prom opens yeah. that door up for people earlier on like, oh, that's that's great. Yeah. You know, and it, most not- of the time they it, drag is performed in, in like quote unquote gay bars, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. And like, even though this is like a LGBT friendly event, that doesn't mean that only LGBT people come mm-hmm. here. And that's right. not to say that only LGBT people go to gay bars. This yeah. is just kind right. of like more of a, yeah. <laughs> that is not true. That's definitely <laughs> not true. Gay bars are fun though. They are, they're, they're super really fun. fun. They're super fun, but you need to be aware that that's not your space. If you're going there as an ally, that, that is not your, that's space, not your space and you need yeah. to back off. Yep. You, need to, <laughs> you need to be respectful, that's not your house. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I saw this amazing um, video about this program where drag queens were going to libraries and reading oh, stories yeah. to children. That. And oh, nice. I thought that was amazing because, um, number one, who's, like, the most interested in dressing up ever? Kids. kids, yeah. You know, so, like, they, I think on that level, they understand that. You don't have to explain that part of it to them. Yeah. And, oh. you know... I also think that's a great way of um, normalizing it again yeah. because when you're only in bars and stuff, then it kind of gets associated with, um, well, that's just a sex thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, sex is, like, like a small little part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And then expressing yourself and it's gender art. identity. Yeah. It is art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's not just sex, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of gets that if it's only, like, an adult thing, then it gets that. That association, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, on that note, uh, I know you mentioned Drag Race, so we like to end our podcast with like really great, like positive things. This whole podcast has been positive itself, yeah. <laughs> but we'd like to end it on like some LGBTQ plus Netflix movies or shows that um, we'd like to recommend to our listeners. I think Drag Race is, um, oh, yeah. is, a, great, is a great start, um, but I also think that uh, there should be more context with just, you know, you can't just go watch Drag Race and assume yeah. that all drag queens are like that, right. you know what I mean? Right. You have to yeah. go get some context, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, go go meet some queens in real life and see, you know, know them outside of drag, There's know them in drag, s- you know? spectrum uh, of drag. Like, yeah. one of the drag queens I admire the most is Sharon Needles because she kind of goes <laughs> away from the more, the quote, normalized yeah. mm-hmm. version of drag. And she's really the one who, in when it was season four, I think season three was my first season. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I saw Sharon Needles and I said, okay, well, you don't have to just be this. You don't have to be this big glamazon. You can be nitty gritty. You can be gothy. You can yeah. do all all, the, all this stuff. And I said, you know what? I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think uh, another. I think a movie that I watched recently it was called Pariah. That's a great movie. Um, it deals is with. Is it on Netflix? Yes, it's it on, is. It's on I, Netflix. It's I was like, actually going to talk about that one, so you <laughs> stole it from it's me. It's like a day in the life of like um, this uh, black queer woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to find where she fits, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing. I don't want to. I don't want to say it no more because it's, I'm going to spoil alert. it. Yeah. But, but the good thing about this movie, sorry to interrupt, is that it <laughs> ends on a really like optimistic. Yeah. Type of feeling way. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's not it. It's not like most LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. movies where like oh somebody dies somebody and that's dies. like the end. Yeah. You know, like it's really sad. No, it's it's a really great ending. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. It is. 
is LGBT there? movie that I realized is it's an older one. It's with Jim Parsons is in it. It's like the the beautiful heart or the normal heart. I think I think it was this the something heart and it's about the AIDS epidemic and it mm-hmm. it was just it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I go ahead. I watch a lot of kid stuff these days. I don't watch a whole lot of stuff for me, but I do have to talk about my favorite show super super quickly. Um, it's Home the Adventures of Tip and O. It is not the home it's not home the movie. It is a cartoon that is based off of the movie mm-hmm. and it's hilarious and what I really like about that is that the little aliens themselves don't have two genders. Mm, they have great. they have a boy and a girl, then they have a girl girl boy, boy boy girl. They have like seven different genders and supposedly one is the most desirable. <laughs> it's like it's like a hilarious a hilarious kids show, but um I love that they're like, Oh yeah, they have like all these genders. Like no big deal. That's I've never amazing. heard of that, but that's good. You're have to look into that. I know, seriously. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week. Yes, thank you so pleasure. much. My pleasure. We're honored. Awesome. Well, I'll see you. Well, I'll see you. Wow. I'm talking <laughs> like I'm a freaking YouTuber. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Catch you next week. Bye, guys. Got my ways when you see me.